0: Welcome back to the Book of Mormon with grandma. We're on to Second Nephi. So I was hoping to get to one and two, but we'll see how that goes. This is the second book of the Plates of Nephi. This book was written after they had arrived in the Promised Land about 570 BC. Nephi's older in his writing, thinking about the things that happened over his lifetime. How does he remember all that? Well, some memories are hard to forget, and One of the Holy Ghost's roles is to bring all things to our remembrance, so I'm sure he had lots of help. But here is a plug for writing in your journal every day so that you can go back someday and read it. After the 116 pages were lost and Joseph began translating from the small plates, the Lord told him in Doctrine of Covenants 1045, There are many things engraven upon the plates of Nephi which do throw greater views upon my gospel. He's talking about the, um, the second set of plates that Nephi was asked to write. Nephi, second Nephi is filled with doctrine, doctrine of the creation, the fall, and the atonement. You have several writers that talk about these things in Second Nephi. Nephi himself, of course, Lehi, and Nephi's brother Jacob, and Isaiah, who Nephi quotes a lot. The first four chapters are Lehi's blessing his children and teaching them some last things before he dies. So if you had to leave some words for your posterity, what would it be? What would you want them to know? It's an interesting concept to think about what you would think would be the most important thing to pass on to them. Even as young people, you can think about what you would want some of your family to know about you or the things you know. Lehi does tell them important things about the gospel and about themselves and their inheritance. So you need to know some background before we talk about Lehi's blessing to his children and why it sounds the way it does. Family and family law was very important to the Israelites. Family law was set up under the law of Moses back in Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. Lehi's family would have practiced the law of Moses because they lived long before the Savior came to the earth and they were practicing Jews and were living the same family law. Although the family law had changed... Some, since the Old Testament times and off and on, the gist of it remained the same. One aspect of family law is that the father chose the family his sons would marry. Now, we saw that in First Nephi when Lehi had the boys go back and get Ishmael's family for marriage. Another is the father is always the head of the family, and the children were to be under the control of the father. Hence why the kids all followed Lehi out of Jerusalem whether some of them really wanted to go or not. Family law would also state that the firstborn of the family would inherit a double portion of land and be the head of the family once the father died. It would be his responsibility to take care of the rest of the family. Well, the double portion part of the law would not really apply once the Lehi family got to the promised land since there was land in abundance. But it appears as if Lehi designated places for them because we see down the road, even in Alma and Mosiah, Mosiah and Alma, that certain groups talk about parts of the land as their inheritance and going back to the land of their inheritance. So, knowing all of this and how Laman grew up, I'm sure that he would assume that he would be taking the place of his father when the blessing came. If they had stayed in Jerusalem, that would have been the case. He would have inherited the family home and all the riches and the land. Perhaps that's one of the reasons that Laman rebelled all the time and was constantly wanting to go back to Jerusalem. I'm sure he thought that everything he would have or could have was back in Jerusalem. So with all that in mind, it's important to listen to how Lehi phrases the blessing to him. The other thing that you're going to find is that the Lamanites felt that they should have had possession of the brass plates, mainly because that the brass plates would have been part of the family's inheritance, and they felt that was another thing that they got uh, cheated out of. So with all that in mind, it's important to listen to how Lehi phrases the blessing to him. You will find points of doctrine within the blessings, so watch for those. So firstly, I remind them of all the things the Lord has done for them, that the Lord gave him a vision to warn him about Jerusalem being destroyed and got them out of there before it was destroyed. He also reminded them that in spite of their rebellion on the ship, the Lord still made sure they made it to the promised land and were not drowned in the sea that the Lord promised him that this promised land would be an inheritance for his seed forever, and also anyone who should be led out of other countries by the hand of the Lord. Now he wants his children to know some important things about this land and their responsibility to it as inheritors of this promised land. But it also applies to us who live in this land of freedom. Okay, let's go over to verse 6. Wherefore I, Lehi, prophesy according to the workings of the Spirit which is in me, that there shall none come into this land, save they shall be brought by the hand of the Lord. Okay, that's one of the first things. None should come, only being brought here by the Lord. President Anthony, Anthony W. Ivins, who was part of the first presidency in 1932, said this. The Lord brought the faith of the devoted Puritans of the New England. He brought the patriotism of the Dutch at New York. He brought the gallantry of the Cavaliers of Virginia, the light-hearted energy of the French of New Orleans, just the kind of composite body of men to establish a government that could not be dominated by any particular race or tongue, but made composite that all men might be welcomed to it to live under and enjoy its privileges. That was Anthony W. Ivins. We also know the Jaredites came, and the Mulekites as well. Okay, back to verse 7. Wherefore, this land is consecrated unto him whom he shall bring. And if it so be that they shall serve him according to the commandments which he hath given, it shall be a land of liberty unto them. Wherefore, they shall never be brought down into captivity. If so, it shall be because of iniquity. For if iniquity shall abound, cursed shall be the land for their sakes. But unto the righteous it shall be blessed forever." So what did you hear Lehi tell the kids? We heard the land will be consecrated to those the Lord brings here. Consecrated means to be made sacred or made holy. So it'll be a sacred place or a holy land for them. But it's conditional. That means it can only be that way because of faithfulness. The other thing is it'll be a land of liberty as long as they serve the Lord by keeping the commandments that the Lord has given. But if iniquity abounds, then the land will be cursed. And it risks captivity. President Ezra Tuff Benson said this, Our Father in Heaven planned the coming forth of the Founding Fathers and their form of government as the necessary great prologue leading to the restoration of the gospel. Recall what our Savior Jesus Christ said nearly 2,000 years ago when he visited this promised land. For it is wisdom in the Father that they should be established in this land and be set up as a free people by the power of the Father that these things might come forth. America, the land of liberty, was to be the Lord's latter-day base of operations for his restored church. That was um, Ezra Tuff Benson. Okay, let's go into verse 8. And behold, it is wisdom that this land should be kept as yet from the knowledge of other nations. For behold, many nations would overrun the land, that there would be no place for an inheritance. Well, David Ridges says that this new world that... Lehi's talking about, remained undiscovered for many centuries until Christopher Columbus came. Christopher Columbus said he was directed by the Spirit of God to make his voyage. It's a testimony that the Lord held others back from settling the Americas until the time was right for it to be discovered. That's was David Ridger's. Okay, back to 10. Now he's talking directly to them and their descendants. But behold, when the time cometh that they shall dwindle in unbelief, after they have received so great blessings from the hand of the Lord, having a knowledge of the creation of the earth and all men, knowing the great and marvelous works of the Lord from the creation of the world, having power given them to do all things by faith, having all the commandments from the beginning, and having been brought by his infinite goodness into this precious land of promise. Behold, I say, if the day shall come that they shall reject the Holy One of Israel, the true Messiah, their Redeemer and their God, behold, the judgments of Him that is just shall rest upon them. Yea, He will bring other nations unto them, and He will give unto them power, and He will take away from them the lands of their possessions, and He will cause them to be scattered and smitten. So, what is Lehi telling them will be the reason. They should be scattered and smitten. You can find these in both 10 and 11. Think about it. And you could pause here if you want to go back and look it up. I'll think think about it and I'll wait for a minute. Okay, so number one, they could be scattered and smitten if they should dwindle in unbelief after they had received so much from the Lord. The second thing is they'd be scattered and smitten if they rejected the true Messiah, Messiah and then his judgments will come upon them. We also are so blessed to live in this country. We have a responsibility to this country as well since we've been so blessed. I think part of gathering Israel is also helping others see the blessings they have by living here in this country so that we can worship the Savior and keep this country free. It's why we do missionary work. I know we see so much wickedness in the world and even some in our own country. There is so much unrest that causes us grief, but think about what we have been blessed with. As Lehi says, we have a knowledge of the creation of the earth. We are blessed to have scriptures that talk about the creation of the world and all the things about the Lord. We have the fullness of the gospel. We have scriptures that we can have in our own hands that tell us all the commandments from the beginning and about the fullness of the gospel. We have temples. We have freedom to be baptized and live according to the light of the gospel. We have freedom to worship the way we want. So many blessings we have been blessed with. So now Lehi turns his attention directly to Laman, Lemuel, Sam, Zoram, and the sons of Ishmael. He asks them to wake up, to stop following the path that leads to the gulf of misery and woe, and please, please keep the commandments. So I'm just going to give you a few classic quotes from Lehi. This is in verse 20. And he hath said that inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land. But inasmuch as ye will not keep my commandments, ye shall be cut off from my presence. And in 23, awake my sons, put on the armor of righteousness, shake off the chains with which ye are bound, and come forth out of obscurity and rise from the dust. And 24, rebel no more against your brother whose views have been glorious, and who hath kept the commandments from the time we left Jerusalem, and who hath been an instrument in the hands of God in bringing us forth into the land of promise. Now, as we go on to 28, here is the place where we find that Lehi makes the blessing conditional. Twenty eight. And now, my son Laman, and also Lemuel, and Sam, and also my sons who are the sons of Ishmael, behold, if ye will hearken unto the voice of Nephi, ye shall not perish. And if ye will hearken unto him, I leave unto you a blessing, yea, even my first blessing. But if ye will not hearken unto him, I take away my first blessing, yea, even my blessing, and it shall rest upon him. So, what is the condition of the blessing? Well, John Welch, who's a professor at BYU, says this, which explains it great. Lehi provided that their dis- disobedience would revoke the first blessing and also the general blessing, and all this would then should then rest upon Nephi. In other words, Lehi was willing to give Laman the titular, that means titular means the title that comes with office or duties or authority. He was willing to give Laman the titular blessing so long as the group in substance Followed Nephi. Lehi's solution was sound. It placed responsibility squarely on the shoulders of his unrighteous sons. He would not cut them out of their rights. They would cut themselves out if they were not righteous. The choice was theirs. That was John Welch. The Lord has always given us choices, but with every choice we make, there are either blessings or there are consequences, and we're free to choose. Lehi was giving them the choice on how to obtain the blessing. Kind of sets the stage for the things he tells them in the next few chapters about agency and choices. I always feel such great sadness for Lehi when he tells them that to hear the words of a trembling parent, he uses a similar term early on in 1 Nephi, he says, with all the feelings of a tender parent. I think that as a parent, there are so many feelings we experience. I have been frightened at hospital visits health challenges, long drives of my children to new homes and faraway places, late nights out when they were with their friends. I have been sad with them at broken hearts and disappointments they've encountered when life gave them lemons. Even now, as my children are grown and they have children of their own, the worry and the feelings are still there as they encounter things in their life and as grandchildren have things that bring all the feelings of a tender, trembling parent and grandparent. I do think the worry that Lehi has for their eternal salvation, that worry of the eternal souls is a deep and personal thing that makes one tremble. And I'm sure that our Father in Heaven feels the same way as He watches us live our lives. So, until next time.